Hey there, you're listening to the Aligned Women Podcast, the original podcast for women in chiropractic. If doing all the things you were told to do to grow your practice have left you overwhelmed and exhausted, you're in the right place. I'm Dr. Danielle Eaton, the founder of Aligned Women. We help women in chiropractic who are just like you to grow profitable practices without sacrificing being present with your family. If you're done with spinal screenings and health fears, want more time freedom, more money in your bank account, and a practice that you love without sacrificing your health, be sure to grab the Aligned Chiropractors Survival Guide at AlignedChiroSurvivalGuide.com. Now, sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy today's episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 177 of the Aligned Women podcast. In this episode, I'm bringing you the fourth of four on-air coaching sessions that I recorded at the beginning of 2020 as we were preparing to open enrollment for a new program, which we later decided to move to October of 2020, all about how to get your first online course or program, membership program, actually available for people to enroll in if you're a hands-on practitioner. And in today's episode, you're going to hear from Dr. Emily Puente. Dr. Emily is a mom of three and her her kiddos are pretty little. They homeschool. She's in Texas. She has a busy practice and this woman is always on the go. So if you are struggling to not just make time to work on getting your online course or program out there, but also really honing in on which of your ideas is the right one to move forward with. What you'll hear in today's on-air coaching session will be so helpful for you. Enrollments actually, I'm going to add a caveat to that. Beta enrollments is actually open right now for two more days for my brand new program, Align Practice. If you want to launch your first online course or program and actually be able to scale your practice, have more time freedom, and still reach your financial goals while you serve people with all the knowledge you have in your head, then you need to go get enrolled in the beta launch of Aligned Practice. You can do that by going to alignedpracticenow.com. And regardless of if you want to move forward with me with the Aligned Practice program right now or not, I encourage you to take a listen to the on-air coaching session today. I'm willing to bet that if you feel overwhelmed most of the time or all the time, there's going to be some really useful insights for you in today's episode. Hello, everyone. I'm back bringing you our fourth on-air coaching session in a series of five. And we are talking about... um, the transition, if you will, from the brick and mortar, all of your services are offered hands-on to adding something in your practice that allows you to replicate yourself and share more of your knowledge with either your existing patients or people outside of your practice or both at the same time. So I am here today with Dr. Emily Puente and Emily is going to introduce herself to you and share a bit more about who she is, her family and her practice. Hi. Yes, I am Dr. Emily, just like Dr. Danielle just said. Uh, I am a chiropractor here in Mansfield, Texas, which is like North Texas for those of you who don't know the Texas area very well. And I am a mother of three. I've been married since 2011, which I feel like snuck up on me. And we have a little hobby farm and we are getting into doing the show world of alpacas. So life is busy. Practice is busy. 
we are adding an associate chiropractor. So there's a lot of really awesome things happening. And yeah, I guess that's it. If you want to see Emily and her cute, adorable, cute's not enough. They're adorable kids <laughs> and the adorable alpacas. You can see some photos on the Instagram for Aligned Women, which is just at Aligned Women. And every time I look at those pictures, I'm like, I can't even, I can't even believe this <laughs> like, in a good way. I'm like, it's just so amazing to see the alpacas and like, so stay tuned. We'll have a baby yeah. around February and we'll have another one around July. Wow. So your alpaca family is growing. Yes. <sighs> <laughs> I won't even put you on the spot about whether or not your human family is growing or going it's to not. grow. I always <laughs> tell people, I'm like, you know, we are, I'm done birthing children. I would like the idea of adopting a child and adding one more child to my family. So we've got an even number. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it feels good. And I, I don't want to birth that one, but I definitely want to bring in another kid at some point. And my husband just this morning said he's 100% on board too. So I don't know what that looks like or what timeline that is, but at some point we'll have another kid here. And the alpaca family, I have no cap on that. So it's just size <laughs> the limit. <laughs> Hundreds of alpacas. In your <laughs> okay. Talk to me a little bit more while we're here about the evolution of your practice over the last what has it been three years? I think almost now that, especially since you've been in the Aligned Women program, what has changed for you in your practice? I really feel like I would say probably the biggest thing would be confidence and certainty. I think those two things are something that I have gained absolutely from Aligned Women. And I don't even think that it is one thing in particular. It's the fact of implementing all of the parts when I have been ready and feeling comfortable with the fact that I don't have to have it all figured out and I don't have to do it all at one time. It's made it where in a very overwhelming career, running your own business and being a mother, it's wildly overwhelming. So to have that support to know that you don't have to have it all figured out, but even if you take baby steps, it still makes monumental changes in your practice has been huge for me. So I've just been baby stepping now for four years mm -hmm. and has gotten to where I'm at right now. I think that the word certainty is something that is like thrown around a lot in our profession. Like, oh, you need to develop your certainty. And yet when you don't feel like you have certainty, it doesn't really mean anything to you. You're like, well, that's kind of like telling me I should go hunt unicorns. <laughs> it feels like this unobtainable thing that, yep, you probably would be better off with it, but how in the world do you find it or build it. So if you're listening, you're like, oh yeah, I probably should be more certain in my chiropractic philosophy or like in my, in the worth or the value of the services I provide or whatever your skills as a business owner. I hear you. <laughs> I'm sure Emily hears you too. Just know that you just take it one step at a time. And then one day you look back and you go, I'm a lot more certain now. Well, and I think too, a lot of times people think that they need to be certain in practice. And I think that the hardest thing to realize is that you can't achieve that certainty in practice if you don't have that certainty in yourself as a being and in who totally. you are. So yes. if you don't know who you are, I was doing it. I was trying to build a practice on somebody that I thought I was supposed to be and mm -hmm. it wasn't going well and I was frustrated. I mean, it, it was all right. I could definitely have made it work, right? But it would have taken a lot of time and effort that I didn't want to invest in that. So instead, I went another route and it's been a much better decision. <laughs> I feel like that's like driving with your emergency brake on. Like right? you can you can kind of get somewhere, but it feels like you've got to work so hard to do it. And then once you take the emergency brake off, the same amount of pressure on the accelerator takes you a lot <laughs> further. 
Right. <laughs> so I think that's a great analogy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So your practice right now is at a point where you're feeling confident with bringing an associate doctor into your office. What are your hopes for adding this new person to your team? So honestly, I'm really excited to have somebody. So my words for 2020 were nourish and nurture. And so nourish was for myself that I want to nourish myself and my family and my relationships with my family and just my core circle, basically, to let people know that the people that I love, that I love them, and I want to show them, you know, with certainty (laughs) this year, and just make a point to be really present with them and to just make sure that they feel valued. And then in my practice, my word was nurture. And I laughed that this associate uh, was presented as an opportunity. And she said, yes, uh, even though she had other offers that offered her more money. And she chose us instead because she just said, I feel like this is the place where I'm going to develop into the chiropractor that I want to be. And I just thought, wow, that's huge. And so I want to nurture that relationship and the relationship that I have with my other coworkers so that we can develop this incredible thing that's going to happen with our office and what we're going to provide for the community. So I want to be able to nurture that relationship and allow her to develop into this really amazing provider whether she stays with us or not, because we need to have a ton of really amazing chiropractors out there. Absolutely. And one of the previous on-air coaching sessions in this series, I talked with Kristen Hosaka, who's relatively near you. And um, we talked about something pretty similar. Like she, her vision is to have a chiropractor able to attend initially like all home births, all birth center births, and and I was like, and all births, <laughs> regardless of how the baby comes out, all births. And she was like, yeah, and it feels really big to work toward that. But just like, you know, the analogy about eating an elephant, you eat an elephant one bite at a time. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I was way off topic there. So what brought us to the conversation <laughs> that we're having today is that you're thinking about, you've been thinking about for a while, adding something to your practice that allows you to share more of your knowledge with your, I'm assuming your patients, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that for us to talk about this today. And there's a part of this that you're feeling uncertain about. So tell me more, tell the listeners more about what that is and we'll dive into getting you through it. Yeah. So I think mine is actually kind of like a two-part thing. So first and foremost, I just feel a little jumbled where I feel like there's just so much I could share where it's just, I mean, I've, attended so many courses from so many people and learned so many valuable things and implemented them in my own, you know, unique way. But how do you know what to teach and what's most important and what would be of, you know, most benefit for your practice? And two, if you're creating this course content, is this something that should be centered around being another source of income? Should this just be free material? You know, what, where should you start if there is a best place to start? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So let's first talk more about how to decide what you're teaching. Well, I can tell you from my own experience, like going through this process and then also watching other people go through it, that the more focus, the more narrowed down I got, the the better it all worked, if you will. Like the more people really got it, the, the easier it became for people to say, oh yes, I, I need that. And when I was trying to like solve all the problems for everybody, it was just like dragging my feet through the mud. I felt like I'm working so hard to put this thing together and it doesn't seem like anybody really cares. And so that mm-hmm. was really, really frustrating. And that's why I really encourage you and anyone else to narrow down your topic as much as possible. But I also get that you have tons of knowledge 
and you've had lots of experiences that you want to blend together and you want to share with as many people as possible. So part of this is trusting your intuition, Mm. right? Like, because I can give you all the advice in the world, (laughs) but it doesn't necessarily mean that my advice is the right advice for you. You've got to first trust your intuition and giving yourself the space to be able to hear what your inner voice is saying is key. I know you don't have tons of time alone because you've got three kids and they're still pretty little. And I don't know if the alpacas make much noise, but <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but when I'm around lots of, you can probably hear the noise in the background of my house right now. When I'm around noise, I don't hear what my inner voice is telling me. I have to be in those quiet places. Like I have to have a shower where no one comes in the bathroom the whole time I'm in the shower. And that's when I start getting downloads and clarification on ideas when I'm by myself. Where is that time happening for you? Shower, for sure. That's my only time. Are you able to take a shower? This sounds really funny. Are you able to take a shower by yourself? It sounds ridiculous. Yes. But I actually have made a point, which is funny because as of like three weeks ago, I told my husband, I was like, I am done bathing with the children because that was what was easy for us to do where he would just throw one in, take one out. He would dry and <laughs> and like we had a system, you know? Yep. And so I just was like, I can't do this anymore. And he looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose my mind. I have to have time where I'm by myself, you know? And even yeah. if like, you know, I'm finishing the shower by myself, which I would do, I'm already so flustered from the fact of like three kids fighting me, you know, half the time for showers that I couldn't enjoy the last three minutes of warm water. So I just like the idea of showering alone. And that's definitely when I have my breakthroughs and yeah, I just need to make a point to, I guess, bathe regularly. So. <laughs> okay. How long have you been, how long have, has it been since you made the rule, if you will, that you're taking a shower by yourself and no one else is getting in the shower with you? I think it's been like three weeks. Okay. So it's not been very long yet. And as with a lot of things in motherhood, it, it could be easy for that boundary to erode if you're yeah. not really diligent with maintaining it. So make sure that everybody knows and they know again and again and again, like this is a boundary that is not compromisable anymore. Mom's taking a shower by herself and everyone else can do it at a different time. Yeah. (laughs) But that also might mean that you need to shower when there's someone else to watch your kids. Yeah. Like if, if your husband Mark is at home or something else. Right. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, wow, we're getting into the nitty gritty of your life here. Okay. All right. So that's step number one. Make sure you've got time alone in a space and place where you can hear your inner voice. Okay. All right. So then next is what do people want from you? What do your existing patients want to know more about? Have you asked them? Yeah. And what feedback do they give you or have literally all over the board? That's why I'm like, you guys are useless because (laughs) They all are like, we want to know everything. I'm like, yeah, me too. I totally get it. I can't even be mad at you because I also want to know everything. So that is so interesting, isn't it? Like essentially your patients that you've talked with about this are a lot like you. Mm-hmm. They do want to know, they want to know everything. Yep. So if they, if they want to know everything and you love teaching everything and you also want to know everything, how can you marry those two things together? Do you have a list made of topics that you want to teach? Um, I definitely have one in a notebook. I think in my office, I started probably like a year ago. 
So what would it feel like for you if you just gave yourself permission to put something together that is more broad and get it out there, share it with people and get their feedback from it and then refine things later. Maybe you do have to refine things. Maybe you don't. Maybe it just works really well. Maybe your people are a lot like you and they love to know everything about everything. Yeah. My only thing is like the difference between, like, I feel like I know I want to do videos on how to do the stretches that I recommend. So I can say like, Hey, this is what it is. And I do have, I reference my uh, like diaper changing blog that I wrote. I reference that all the time. Where I'm like, hey, change your baby a different way until they start crawling because of their spine. It makes a huge difference, you know? And so I reference that quite a bit. And I like that I have that reference. But for the videos of like, hey, this is how I want you to be stretching. This is why it's important. I know I want to do that. And I want that to be free because I didn't come up with those stretches. It's not my information. But then I don't know what would be classified as like paid content. Like what is, you know extra what's the guacamole of my information that i'd be providing that i'd be like i'm okay having an upcharge on that you know yeah okay so first figure out what it is you want to teach your existing patients more about and start to put that together in a in a way that they can access wherever they are whenever they want to right um so that's the other question is like do i do like a facebook group i mean how do you what is a way that's easy that's not more work for me is what i'm looking for like, I don't want to have to like do upkeep in Facebook or, you know, be responding notifications or any of that kind of stuff. Cause I don't want to add more noise to my life just because I'm providing information. Right. And chances are good that your patients feel the same way. Like they don't necessarily want something that adds more notifications to their life either. But if you found that you did want a place where they could ask questions, then you can assign one of your team members or two of your, your associate chiropractor even to managing, moderating essentially a, a Facebook group where questions are asked. And, and you'll learn as you, as you go through that some questions can be answered in that kind of a space and some really can't. Some have to be answered with you in the clinic instead. So that person's job isn't necessarily to answer all the questions and just give away all their knowledge, but to help also delineate, yep, we can help you with this. Here's what you should do. Or that actually is something you need to talk with Dr. Emily about on your next office visit. Do you have a schedule? If not, go here to do that. But if it feels right now, if it doesn't feel super exciting to you to offer a Facebook group, then just don't do it. I think starting to feel more anxiety getting on Facebook just because there's so many notifications. There's so much happening. That's how everybody's communicating. And I have a lot of people talking to me all the time about all the things. So I like the idea of potentially having like a password protected part of our website where people mm-hmm. can, you know, be given like the, the password and be able to go on at their leisure and look at things. And then there's no need for us to respond or answer. And do you know with where your website is built right now, if you have the capability to create a password protected section? I have no idea about anything technology related. So I'm, no, I know it's on Squarespace. No, not Squarespace, WordPress. Yeah. If it's WordPress, I mean, WordPress is fully customizable. It's just a matter of finding a person that can create that for you. Yeah. yeah. We've been burned it, twice on web people. That's why I'm like, oh, I hear you. And you know, I just remind myself because I've been in a similar situation that is not unlike our own profession. There's people that have gone to chiropractors and felt like they didn't have a good experience or that they felt like they were just a number or whatever. And 
my hope for them is that they don't just say all chiropractors are horrible and they never go to another one again, but that they keep working to find the right one who fits for them. So same applies in the web design and graphic design. (laughs) I feel like I need to recover from my last experience and just maybe take like a little bit of time to, to let it just set and simmer. And then we probably will start to look. But again, I'm not in a huge hurry to do anything. So we've got a lot of things happening right now. And I feel like I don't have to have this course material created right now in order to be successful and happy. So yeah, totally. Totally. And it's a good thing overall. It's also, you've probably heard me say this before, a place where optimal potential is not reached. Because when you get to that point where you're like, everything is good enough, (laughs) you don't have that like, Oh, that deep down angsty motivation to do things that are really uncomfortable and outside of your expertise, maybe to move you towards something different. So eh, that's not to say that you should just move forward anyway. It's just, just be aware that sometimes we get comfortable with where we're at and then we don't do the uncomfortable things that would make life experience, business, whatever, even more amazing. I think I'm going to do the videos that I do for patient education anyway, just to have them. And then I'll at least have them. So then if and when I do figure out how to do things on my website, then I'll already have that information and I'll feel good about the fact that I've at least done some work. Yeah. So here's where you could start. You can put videos on YouTube. You can make them unlisted so that only people that have the direct link to the video can access them. And if you wanted to be able to direct people in your practice to specific things that go a little bit more into detail, or you want them to be able to like refresh their memory on how to do a stretch, for example, at home, they can go back to that video and they can watch it. And that at least gets you started. Like you're getting into the routine of creating that kind of content, recording the videos, have someone else on your team, get them uploaded and added to YouTube and then manage sending links as you want them sent or shared with patients. Make sure that you have someone that you can delegate those things too. Cause otherwise what will happen is exactly what I've done in the past is like, Oh yeah, I'll send that to you. And then I go home and I'm like so crazy busy being a mom that I forget to send that information to them. And then they're waiting for it. And I'm like lagging behind. And I feel like I'm just drowning in that kind of bureaucratic stuff all the time. Yep. I love the emails that are like, Hey, weren't you going to send me something? I'm like, yep. And now I'm home and it's on my office computer and I'm not going to be able to get to it. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So create some systemization with someone on your team who can help you manage those things so that it's not all on you. It, it can't be all on you because you're, no. you're pretty close to maximum capacity, if not already there yeah. of what you're managing and handling on your own. Okay. There was something I, I was thinking about that. I was like, Oh, we should probably talk about this a little bit further, which is that and you're not alone in this, that there's a sense that I have from you, like you want to know all the steps of how to do something before you're actually doing it. Yes. Hands right? down. Hands yeah. down. <laughs> I like to bake. I need the recipe before I start. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, okay. So my intention for this episode is not to do not to promote this course exactly, but, but kind of, yes. So I'm creating a course that will help give more of the recipe, like do these things. But I would also say that 
you don't get to know all the steps until you start taking action. Like you've got to just put something out there and work with your people, as I would say, like your, your community, your village of people who already know you and they trust you and start getting feedback from them so that you're crafting something that's even better for people like them, for them specifically, and also for people who are like them, who will benefit from it in the future. It's a co-creative process. And um, maybe the first thing that you put put out there, <laughs> you don't charge a fee for, you can, you don't have to make it free. The, the fee could even be something that's nominal. But the most important thing is that you start creating the content and getting it available for people to access. Okay. So what is your homework from what we've talked about today? Give myself time to be actually available to hearing where I need to be led and guided into what I need to be focusing on. And I think just taking some action steps to actually get stuff done and then get feedback about the things that I actually do. Yes. Okay. And again, you know, give yourself permission for you to do something that's outside of the box, perhaps, (laughs) which doesn't necessarily fit the recipe, but (laughs) that if you create something that is a more, a broader topic rather than something that's really, really narrowed down, that's okay. You, again, you might narrow it down as you go along in the future over the course of the years ahead of you, or maybe it really works for you and for your people to offer something to them that is more broad, a broader scope, if you will. Yeah. I mean, as you're saying that, I was thinking like, you know, my biggest thing that I like is I get asked all the time what I do for my kids. You know, why do I do the things I do for my kids? And I'm like, Hey, I can teach people how to be a crunchy mom. (laughs) On a budget. (laughs) (laughs) How to be a country. How to be a crunchy mom. I think I just combined. Actually, I think I am a country mom (laughs) with my farm and what I do. Perhaps, yes. (laughs) How to be a crunchy mom without breaking the bank. Yeah. Even if you think it would be really expensive. (laughs) Or losing your sanity. Yes. Even if your friends think you're crazy. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. That's really a lot of the moms I see is they're like, you know, my mom, such and such. I told my mother-in-law that I was taking my baby to the chiropractor who's three days old and she, her you know, jaw nearly dropped to the floor. And I'm like, yeah, people need to know why. And if the information's not out there, how are they ever going to know? Yeah. Okay. All right. Was this helpful for you? Yes. Awesome. Thank you again for joining me for this episode of the Aligned Women Podcast. If you love this show, please share your favorite episode with another woman in chiropractic. Think of your classmates and the woman who practice near you. Is there one who you know is tired, overwhelmed, exhausted, or just burned out? If so, let her know about the Aligned Women podcast right away. And if you love what you hear on this show and want more insight into Aligned Women's proven method for women in chiropractic on how you can have more time freedom and more financial freedom, how you can build a practice full of the right patients, not just more of them, and how you can feel confident that you're making the impact you were born to make as a chiropractor. Be sure to grab the Aligned Chiropractors Survival Guide at AlignedChiroSurvivalGuide.com. Thanks again for listening and see you next week.